Jesus said to the disciples, Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them. For then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray... Go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasure in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The Gospel of the Lord. In a typical Ash Wednesday service, an Ash Wednesday service any other year, there would be a time during worship when your pastors would place their thumbs in ashes and would mark your forehead with the cross. And while we marked your forehead with the cross, we would say, Remember, you are dust, and to dust you shall return. These are words from Genesis spoken to the first people after they sin against God. These are similar to the words that we say at funerals, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Those ashes and these words are a reminder that like the first people, we come from the earth. A reminder that we are finite, fragile creatures. Those ashes and these words are a recognition of our deep need for God. Tonight isn't your typical Ash Wednesday service. This year, there was no safe way for Pastor Josh and I, as your pastors, to get close enough to place those ashes on your foreheads. We made this decision a few weeks ago, and given our current circumstances, I'm glad we made that choice. For almost a year now, we've been experiencing a pandemic, a worldwide health crisis. Each day, if we are going to leave our homes and interact with any people outside of our household, we must wear a mask. A mask that is worth wearing. It keeps us all a lot safer. Who knows how many lives it's saved. But like those ashes, 
The mask is also a reminder that we are finite, fragile creatures. A daily reminder that we put on, telling us that life is delicate and fleeting, and the length of each life is unknown. It was during the season of Lent when the world changed, when the church building first closed. And returning to this season, approaching this anniversary, realizing that we're going to have our second Lent apart is heartbreaking. It seems right to take a moment to grieve what we've lost. Lent is the season of fasting before the great feast, of death before resurrection, of wilderness before glory. So in this this season of preparation and repentance, it seems right to take a moment and pause in the wilderness. We need to lament to recognize our loss. This past year, we lost the ability to gather with as many friends and family as we wanted. We lost the opportunity to worship together safely indoors. We lost the freedom to travel. State lines were barely boundaries before, and they became real barriers. We lost things we didn't even know we would miss, like waiting rooms. We lost movies and theater and indoor dining. We lost smiles from strangers and hugs from friends. We lost time with people we love, time we can't get back. We lost people who died from this terrible virus. We lost people who died from other circumstances who couldn't be fully celebrated with a funeral. We lost jobs, we lost classrooms, we lost sobriety and mental health, we lost our sense of stability as a country due to deep political divides, the ever-present sin of racism, the harsh economic inequality worsened by the pandemic. We suffered physically, mentally, and spiritually. There were bright spots and silver linings of the past year. We challenged ourselves. We learned new things. We adapted. We got creative. But that doesn't mean that what we went through, what we're still going through, wasn't hard. It'll take a long time to heal from this collective trauma. With the vaccine here, we see the light at the end of the tunnel but we still have many months of waiting. In our gospel lesson, we read, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I have to hope that as terrible as this past year has been, that God will help us bring something good out of it. Maybe in having our lives shaken up, restricted, altered in so many ways, We learned where our real treasure is, where our hearts should be. Our priorities are now much sharper. All the things we miss, all the things we long for, possibly the things we took for granted. Now we know how important they are. Ash Wednesday, with ashes or without, 
makes more sense this year than ever as we begin this time of preparation, this 40-day journey to the cross, as we hope for the new creation ushered into the world through Christ's death and resurrection. We see in our own lives that we may be only months away from a happier, healthier time. And yet, we do not want this to be a perfect return to what was. We saw in this crisis the many broken pieces in our culture. So we hope that we are moving towards something better, something new, something that looks a little less selfish and competitive and better reflects God's self-giving love, bringing people into community. We repent, we return to God wanting to be transformed prepared to be God's new creation, bringing a little bit more of God's kingdom to earth. We don't have ashes this year, but we still have the cross. Each year, those ashes were made in the shape of a cross, the central image to our Christian faith. The cross as a symbol doesn't make a ton of sense, It was a method of execution, painful, humiliating, hideous. But early Christians grabbed on to this image as the symbol of our faith. Not an empty tomb, not a rainbow, not a butterfly. The cross. It's in the cross that God reveals God's absolute unending love for all people. A God who would willingly suffer the worst death to heal the relationship between creator and creation, dying so that we could live eternally and abundantly. This hurtful, hateful cross is redeemed, now a symbol of love, a sign of wholeness and new life, a sign of being claimed by God. In addition to Ash Wednesday, There is at least one other time in our lives when the sign of the cross is made on our foreheads. It's when we are baptized. After we are washed in water, we are sealed with the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. We are promised that in our baptism that we share in Christ's death and we will also share in Christ's resurrection. We die to our old selves and we become a new creation. We are forgiven of sin and free to live for the gospel. We are claimed by God and brought into the body of Christ. We will remember our baptisms in just a moment, marking ourselves with the cross, returning to God, claiming the cross because the cross first claimed us. Tonight, we recognize that we are human, earth creatures, dirt people. We know that we need God. When God formed the first earth creature, Adam, from the clay, Scripture says that God breathed into this creation. I love that image 
the forming, and then God giving God's own breath. We are ashen people, but we return to God for that breath of life. We turn to God tired, weak, and fully aware that we are only human, that our bodies can only do so much, that we can only live so long, that we can only work so hard, that we can only be so good. But God meets us in our every need. In our weakness, we find God's strength. In our loneliness, we find God's companionship. In our grief, we find God's comfort. In our doubt, we find God's faith. And in our repentance, we find forgiveness. We come to the font, thirsty, and we receive living water. We return to God, confessing our sin, and we are welcomed back with open arms. We come to the table hungry, and we are given our daily bread. So tonight, we hold tight to the cross. We repent of our sin, return to God. We rest in the promise that we are God's people. And we take comfort in God's unending love, knowing that we are beloved children of God and that we have been marked with the cross of Christ forever. Amen.